Brought to you by Make Fun Network. Welcome to Lost Legends Tales of Thurn. This is Ben, the DM. The kaboom forces the ship forward into the water. And we just keep firing the cannons until inch by inch we make it west. My name is Theron. My uncle is, was his college roommate. Kalanon, what you use this for is you use this to defeat the dust bunnies. I'm Big Boots. I'm your new best friend. They want biscuits? Oh, they want those backdoor biscuits. My name's Magna. You're chained up. That's kinky. You can call us the Dirty Water Boys. You are the Dirty Water Boys? Last time on Roll for Damage, our heroes began their trek to reconvene with the Omorukatal Goblin Clan. On the way, they were attacked by three bounty hunters, learning that they are now wanted by the Golden Empire. After reaching the goblins, they learned that Princess Eldora had been taken prisoner, quote-unquote, and asked them for a favor. The princess's alter ego, the Crimson Snipe, is the leader of a band of assassins called the Sparrows, and the youngest member, Doran, has been captured and is scheduled for execution. Our heroes, in order to procure the polymorph potion necessary to sneak into the city of Indiglis, have brokered a deal with the witch, Ruby Finn. In return for a vial of fey blood, she'll provide them with the polymorph potion. Our story continues as the Dirty Water Boys fly on Moxie, the flying carpet, towards the magical spring and home of the fairies. Ayo! Episode 2, Electric Boogaloo. Ah, yes. 2-2. 2-2. Two dash two. Two dash two. Be <laughs> Make two wish. zero zero two, I think, is how they do it in television land. Television land? <laughs> television. How we doing, boys? Doing good. Really good. Yeah. Awesome. Awesome. Well hydrated. Yeah? Oh yes. You drink your water is, today? And it's not alcohol this time. Yes. <laughs> hydrate before you dihydrate. That's what I always say. Alright. <laughs> Alec, how you doing? I'm cold, but I'm good. I see you in your little blankie there. Yes. We're still uh, recording remotely. It means in our homes, own homes. That's what remotely means. Yeah. No, this is good. Solmar's off. My, my fiance's off today. So uh, after all this recording and stuff, we're going to go, I don't know, maybe do something or get food or something. Oh, I don't know. It's a- hard because like the cases in Iowa are like an exponential graph right now. So I, I, I don't want to go do like a bunch of things. But also, I have a rumbly in my tumbly, as the scientists say. Well, be safe. Wear a mask. Tip your servers. Punch someone in the throat. Hell yeah. Punch Nazis. Hell yeah. All right, guys. So we are off to see the fairy. Hell yeah. Yeah. Uh, So you guys are riding Moxie. Um, She's got four and a half people, counting the princess. Well, four and three quarters, because also the uh, the goblin, uh, Nick Jr. Jr. is with you as well. So she's got a... Yeah, <laughs> she's kind of uh, <laughs> at her carrying capacity, so to speak, but she's able to keep sputtering along. Now, eventually, I, I, I need everyone to roll perception here. You know, as you're flying kind of pretty close to the top of the tree line over this forest. Uh, 18. Excellent. 10. 23. 18 as well. Perfect. You are all able to see uh, kind of off in the distance. There's like a little creek that runs through the forest and uh, kind of at the head of the creek 
Um, like you can see it continue on further than your eyesight down one end. And the other end, you can see there's a definite beginning there. Can I have everybody roll Arcana? Oh, uh, uh, three. Seven. <laughs> Two. Unnatural 20. So, Kalanon, uh, with your unnatural 20, um, you can feel that this is an unnatural spring, um, indicating that it's uh, magical in some sort. So you found your destination. Uh, Moxie lands maybe 30 feet away, like a healthy distance, and you can hear the trickling and rushing of water um, as you make your way over to the spring. Um, it looks like there's a you know about a 20-foot radius pool, and uh, it's filled with water. It looks like maybe 10, 15 feet deep. The water gets kind of dark at the bottom. And there's a large stone, uh, like a pillar-looking stone, sticking straight out of the center. And out of the uh, the top, kind of like a fountain, is spraying water, uh, which fills the pool. And then the runoff creates that little creek going through the forest. Splashing around in the water at a distance, you guys can see, you can see five uh, little fairy creatures. They have um, kind of purplish skin. They have like white little eyes, little uh, wings, you know, that they kind of used to flutter around like a bee uh, or like a hummingbird rather. And they all seem to be happily, merrily kind of just splashing about in like a really idyllic nature scene. How how big are they? Tiny sized. Yeah, each one's about a foot tall. I cast sleep on one. Uh, Just one? Uh, I guess it'll be, it's an area effect, isn't it? Yeah. All right, let's just uh, cast, so cast sleep in an area as a level two spell. Go ahead and roll the dice for it. And we'll see how many out of the five you put to sleep. All right, Uh, so it's as a level two, it's 68, right? Yes, Okay. that's correct. Four, two, six, two, two. And one more? Yep. Seven. So you're able to put two of them to sleep entirely. Just They, they just like, they're frolicking and splashing water and having fun, and then they just poof, fall uh, face up in the water and just start kind of floating there. Okay, face up, good. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I was concerned uh, the other drop. The other three just start to panic, and they look over at you guys with fear in their eyes. They start dragging the two that are asleep kind of across the water, using their little wings to pull them. One of them, uh, so there's five of them. Two of them are asleep, two of them are pulling the asleep ones, and then there's one that kind of flies up out of the water and goes to address you, and it says, Hey, what do you want? Yeah, We're just bathing here, you monsters! Um, your blood. Kelly, Kelly, really quick aside, how are you going to explain that you want their blood? <laughs> We're going to bargain with them. You're going to bargain for blood? <laughs> yes. Blood for uh, blood. We'll give them... Donate? All right. I, I I thought we would put them to sleep and just drain them and tag them and bag them, but... We didn't really think this far, did we? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> we really should have talked about this before we... <laughs> just roll we pull, sleep the two of them to sleep. Murdering. Yeah. <laughs> you would all see this radiant energy start gathering in his little hands, his little empanada-like fists. Oh, uh, sorry, sorry, sir, sir, uh, uh, the fairy person, I am Big Boots, I am part of the Dirty Water Boys, LLC Incorporated, uh, we need your blood, and we don't want to hurt you. What do you need our blood for, Big Boots, Dirty Water Boys, LLC Incorporated? You could have just asked. I, I've never asked anyone for blood before, that seemed kind of strange to me. 
Uh, a thousand pardons. I lay myself bare across the altar of your forgiveness. Uh, we we need your blood to save our friend. Says you, you the altar of your forgiveness. Yes. Whoa. I don't see you laying down. Uh, I lay down and and like I I start for like asking for forgiveness wholeheartedly. Says what kind of person just puts other people to sleep? Uh, have you met big boots we're just trying to bathe here man <laughs> we don't want any trouble i i didn't know how to ask for your blood nicely i'm sorry maybe i should ask next time let's let's all right real talk let's forget the last two minutes happened and let me in- re- reintroduce myself okay how am i supposed to forget that you put two of my friends to sleep and we're gonna take their blood forcibly uh, they weren't gonna know i mean <laughs> they would know when they wake up without blood how much do you want? Were you going to bleed him dry? What, are you going to drink it like some kind of animal? Uh, how much did we need, guys? Not all of eight it, right? Ounces, eight ounces, eight ounces, eight ounces. How much blood you got in you? What? We don't want to take it from one person. <laughs> <laughs> These guys are a foot tall. <laughs> like, evenly distributed for the love of God. <laughs> we need eight ounces total. Not from just one of you. It could be evenly distributed, all right? We're all, eight we're ounces? Okay. That's like half of my blood. That's like we, half of my blood. We'll, we'll, we need eight empirical measurements. At eight total. So a little bit here, a little bit there. We'll call it good. What can we give to you to make up for this? Well, uh, nothing that I can think of, because I have no need of your blood. And I do assume you, you have much more than eight ounces. Do you want some intestine? Uh, what? Are you offering my intestine again? Yes. You have intestines? <laughs> Why don't you just have- squeeze blood out of that? It's see, not the same. We require this a uh, spell component that is your uh, fey blood. So uh, no particular blood would do. Uh, the half orc intestine is kind of salted. Um, I don't know if you have any interest <laughs> in it. I have about six feet, if I remember right. I have no interest in your salted intestines. I'll have you know. So would you be interested in a bargain? Well, uh. I could be persuaded. All right. What uh, Cal- is it? Cal- 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 uh, let them know the very importance of the mission. <laughs> like, don't go into details. Just let them know that you know the, the kingdom itself it might may or may not be in danger if we do not achieve this mission. Hey, so well, big first boot. thing, I want you to roll per, uh, roll persuasion real quick. Me or before Cal- you give them the deal, that'll kind of decide like a little bit how they react to the deal. It's a Unnatural twenty. Okay. Yeah, he seems like seeing that Big Boots is prostrate on the ground begging forgiveness. He he assumes that you have better intentions than just stealing it. You know, <laughs> like half of the, like draining half of their blood out. All right. What's better? I walk up and say, "Give me your blood." <laughs> like, how is that better? <laughs> uh, that's fair. That's kind of a choose your poison I type mean, of conversation. You could have just, just walked up and like, "Hey, listen, hear me out." Could we? Could you be willing to donate some of your blood? <laughs> yeah, you don't need all of it. <laughs> Not all of it, just a little bit. Just a little bit. <laughs> Alright, so what is it that we can do for you that would uh, be of equal value of your blood? Eight ounces, preferably. He, um, he would go to sit um, kind of on the shore, you know, like he, he flies over. At this point, the other four fairies, um, they've dragged 
you know, the two that are dragging the sleeping fairies, they kind of slapped him up a bit, did like a point of damage to, to wake them up, and then they flew off into the forest. So the only one that you're talking with here is the, the only one left. He introduces himself as Yellow Sun. What a lovely name. With a U or no? A very bright name. He says, uh, yeah, I'm very fond of it. And he um, kind of rummages around inside like an invisible pocket, and he pulls out his holy symbol of Thebris. Oh, clearly you know that I also worship Thebris. Right, right. Uh, a deal, fellow worshiper. Hmm. Mm-hmm. Well, there is one thing you could do for us. Do you want mean? our blood? No, I, I've already eaten today. Oh, okay. <laughs> Good to know. He, uh, he says, you see, off in the eastern end of this forest, there's a, a witch named Ruby Finn. And she's constantly trying to, trying to take our blood. She's she plans on poisoning the spring. <laughs> this, this this is the source of magic. It ref, refuels our magical ability. So of course we can't have that. If you just dispose of her for us, and you know we're not strong enough to do so ourselves. If you dispose of her for us, then uh, I'm sure that we can come to some kind of agreement. What was that blood for again? Did we tell him? <laughs> um. So we need the blood to save our friend. Um, because as you know, y'all magic. Um, Indeed. Go on. Give us the blood and we'll take care of it from there. Oh my God. But uh, you see, our, our blood has certain magical properties. I want to know that it won't be used for the wrong thing. How do I know that you yourselves aren't agents for Ruby Finn? I could have just given away our whole thing. I need to play more poker. <laughs> You'll have to... Can I... Uh, <laughs> charm person lasts an hour. That's kind of devious. I don't want to charm someone to give me their blood. That seems like a line I don't want to cross. <laughs> a little morbid, yeah. You go from, like, chaotic good to neutral evil. Yeah. Um, Alright. What is... what? She poisons your spring? Indeed, yes. She's been trying to take some of our blood for years. An ancient arcane spell. What if, what See, if that- she could like, trade you for your blood like we are doing now? Well, we're not going to give it to her, because then she'll poison the spring. And then we, 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 we'd need to find another place to bathe. Our magical powers wouldn't rejuvenate. The spring is our lifeblood. Be- we can't risk her. benefit from it? Well, as soon as it's uh, cursed... Uh, you could say, then she she could use the water for nefarious purposes. You have you met her? Do you, do you do you know who? I, am I shooting in the dark here? Yeah, she she makes good stew. At that, his jaw drops. You you ate the stew, like a sip. But Big Boots had like eight bowls. At this, he just starts pacing back and forth. You can tell his anxiety is rising. He's like, you 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 shouldn't have done that. You really shouldn't have done that, guys. Why? Uh, what's what's the deal, Yellow Sun? Well, she she lures people in with this stew. It uh, it tastes like whatever your favorite food is, and should you eat it, she uh, well, she's able to do a sort of mind control over you when you're in her presence. Uh, it kind of enthralling you, as it were. It's Why didn't like you that. warn us? I don't even know who you are. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I like that insight check from Sterling. Yeah, insight. Yellow Sun seems genuinely concerned about you guys' well-being. Uh, 
the insight wasn't necessarily for that. It was the validity of the statement. Oh, yeah, you get the feeling he's he's telling the truth. Yeah. Okay. Like, uh, this Ruby Finn is kind of a, like a neutral evil kind of, but she comes off as like this, you know, tree-hugging witch that just wants to help people and give you good stew. Um, Yellow Sun, you're a magical person. Do you know how to make potions at all? Nope. The only mm. potion I know how to make is a mighty fine ale. And he does like the little plucky arm thing where he's like punching the side. Hey man, brother. Uh, do you know anyone who can make potions in the area? Uh, no, just Ruby Finn. She's mm. the only one that I know of. In, in the area, at least, I'm sure. In the wider world, there are many potion makers. How long does the spell, the, the, the soup mind control work? Do you, are you aware of that? Uh, how long it works? I I believe it's a matter of weeks. About a week, in fact. Yes. Good gravy. So, yellow son, I'm gonna be honest with you. Um, you seem like a cool, cool little man, little bro, little 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 fairy guy. Um, we need a potion made so we can sneak in and save our friend who's about to be ex- executed unjustly. Okay. The only person who can make that potion is old lady Thin Beans over here, okay? Uh, we need your blood to make that potion. Now, as you're telling us, we have the ability to be mind-controlled by her at any time. Uh, it's best to not have to make her invoke that. So we should come to an agreement of some sort to get some blood from you and your friends. And then we can get out... We can get that to her quickly, and we can be on our ways before that negative effect happens to us. Sound good, bro? He uh, he says, well, um, as soon as you go there and give her the potion, you'll be enthralled by her. It's sort of a, a verbal command type of thing. If you can hear the command, then she'll she'll have you under her sway entirely. So hmm. if she could do that, why didn't she do that in the first place? Probably just, to, well, she needed you to from the sounds of it, needed you to get our blood. But she didn't mind control us to get here, though. She could have. Why didn't she? She could have had us do it by any means necessary as she wanted. Maybe she felt she didn't need to. I mean, we were going to go get her the blood that she needed to uh, essentially pollute their uh, area. Uh, you know, I, she probably felt she didn't need to use it at all. Yeah, kind we of were a- we going to pa- get it? Kind of a path of least resistance kind of deal. Like, she doesn't have to use the mind control if you're already just going to go do it. Okay. Uh, my goodness. My goodness. Listen, we need that blood, bro. <laughs> um, I, I, what else can we do for you in exchange for your, your bodily fluids? Well, nothing I can think of. Ruby possesses the She's the, the greatest threat to my way of life. That and my other friends that you put to sleep, I'll remind you. They're awake by now. They're fine. They just took a nap. <laughs> he says, now I, I, have, I do have an idea, but I'm not sure if it will work or not. So fingers crossed. Okay, hit me. Yeah, let's, uh, let's hear it. As well, I, I know of some magical beeswax. You see, should you return to Ruby with some of my blood, uh, her her spell deme- it, it demands a, a a vocal element. Yes, so if you were to stuff this beeswax into your ear, you wouldn't be able to hear the command, would you? 
so quick aside, um, enter into teacher mode. Is that Jason and the Argonauts or is that uh, it is, uh, the Odyssey? Pretty much Odyssey. Yeah. Okay. Like All with right. the sirens. Yeah. That's what kind of what I thought. Okay. Yeah. Same idea though. Yeah. If like uh, she can't, you, if you can't hear the commands, he can't do them. And so mm-hmm. she's, uh, you know, he's got this, this magical beeswax and he's not sure if it's going to work exactly, but it's worth a shot in, in his mind at least. Okay. Uh, we also have the ability to cast silence. Would that help us at all? That would. Yeah. Now that, that being said though, she is also a spellcaster, so she could, you know, have a response to it. Okay, fair enough. It's one of those things you don't really know until it happens. Um, where's this beeswax act? at? It's, it's, oh, it's none of your beeswax! And he does, like, the little finger guns. I finger gun back, because I respect the finger guns. <laughs> it's, ah, I jest. No, it's just over the hill, right in that big tree there. And uh, you can see, like, the spring is kind of feeding into this lar- this, like, huge red oak-sized tree. Kind of like the, like, magical property rubbing off from the water onto the tree. I mean, it's easily, like, six stories tall, probably 30 feet in diameter for the trunk, and huge branches and huge leaves that fall down. Each leaf is, like, as tall as a halfling, you know? Yeah, it kind of sticks out above the canopy, but um, you hear, uh, like, a low buzzing coming from one of the branches is yeah that magical beeswax ought to do the trick how big are the bees we fought bees before it ended mixed resultedly well their size is unbelievable god damn it Bigush just like stomps his foot a little <laughs> bit <laughs> <laughs> well they're about the size of you actually that's a big bee that's a big boots yes <laughs> <laughs> like, is it just the, the troops, or is the queen that big, too? Or is she bigger? I'd imagine the queen's a bit bigger. Hey! Do they like people taking their beeswax? Well, I wouldn't know. I've never been foolish enough to try. We might want to start off by asking instead of putting them to sleep this time. I'm a wild card, and I do what I want. <laughs> you don't play by nobody's rules. Sure Not do. even his own. Not what? in his own. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so we'll get your blood, we get the beeswax, we run in, get the thing done, and we're all good to go, right? Uh, sounds excellent. I'll just be here watching from afar. You're going to give us your blood, right? Well, I need the beeswax first. All right, fair enough. All right, boys, to beeswax we go. All right, yeah, Moxie's still got enough juice in her to take you up, unless you'd want to try and climb the tree. Who's got athletics? Who's got good athletics? Oh, your boy does. Magna, go, go, go climb that tree. <laughs> yeah, you boy with the bad rolls. Shut up. <laughs> yeah, go ahead and give me an athletics roll, Magna. 16? 16, that gets you right up there, yeah. I mean, the bark, like, you know, there's like little cracks in the bark in like a normal sized tree. Those are big mm-hmm. enough to offer like pretty good handholds for you to climb up um, in this big ass tree. With a 16, you're able to just kind of scurry right on up. All right. So, yeah, Magna goes all the way up. Uh, now what? <laughs> um, roll uh, roll perception. Oh, this one I know I'm not good at. It's it's a pretty low DC. 12? 12? Yeah. Yeah, so you're able to, um, like, the, the higher up you climb, the, uh, the more you're able to hear this buzzing kind of grow a little louder and a little louder, kind of like a rumble. As you make it up to the first big branch that comes off of it, uh, you're able to kind of sit there and, 
it's you know the branch is wide enough that like it's a pretty good seat you know so you can kind of take a break for a minute and looking up above you hanging off one of the branches is this beehive it's about the size of a, a one bedroom apartment oh hey guys i found the beehive that's great all I right can hardly believe it shut up <laughs> all right um so uh is there do i see is, like a, is, an is the view from up there quite the sight to behold <laughs> it is <laughs> i'm gonna throw my you javelin know? at big boots no <laughs> you like, <laughs> chuck it out of the ground <laughs> <laughs> No, uh, is there like an opening or something like that that Magnus sees? There is, yeah. Yeah, there's an opening that like a medium-sized creature could fit through uh, right on okay. the bottom. Um, so it's hanging off of one branch, but there's a branch below it that's kind of parallel. So were you to get to that branch, you could, you know, walk kind of down the length of it and then climb your way up into the beehive, kind of like a tunnel. Uh, so yeah, I guess <clears throat> Mag- uh, Magnus is going to kind of go... Through the entrance or whatever to try to get in. Give what? me one more athletics check to make it over to that branch. 17. Perfect. Yeah, so you make it over, kind of up and over to that other branch. You're able to balance yourself and walk your way down. And you can hear this buzz really loudly now as uh, several, like, honeybees about the size of a beagle. Pun unintended, but also kind of intended. Um, yeah, I they're just kind of like... Flying in and out, making the way up the tunnel, out of the tunnel, kind of like, you know, coming back with pollen and whatnot. All right. Uh, before Magna goes in, he's going to knock on it and go, hello, excuse me. All right. Roll animal I'm- handling. Nine? Nine. So you knock on it and it makes the beehive because it's swinging there almost by like a rope, you know, like a rope, res- like like a residue stuff that makes it cling to the branch that's above you. Um, it starts to like sway back and forth a little bit from the force of your knock. You start to hear the buzzing grow louder. Uh, um, I come in peace. <laughs> so, so making <laughs> their way out, making their way out of the tunnel, out come eighteen bees. Ah, oh god! As they all kind of start like swarming and buzzing around the hive. Not necessarily in a menacing way yet, but they're just kind of marshalling themselves in case the shit hits the fan. Quick, Magna, do a dance! <laughs> ah! Tell them to behave! Yeah. <laughs> the guttural <laughs> laugh from Ben on that one. <laughs> that was so good. <laughs> uh, yeah, eventually making her way out um, comes this, this queen bee. She kind of claws her way out. You can tell she just barely fits through the opening. Um, like, she, they probably made it just her size. And then all the, the other worker bees are considerably smaller. She is about the size of a, a chair. Like a, like a recliner. Like a lazy boy. Uh, right. Ah. And okay. uh, she, she climbs out, like, buzzing herself, you know. And she kind of, like, lands right on. She's like, her behind is covered in honey. <laughs> You know, she's got these, like, long kind of black wings that are kind of flittering to keep her afloat. She uses her little black hands and feet to uh, clean the the honey off the wings so that she can fly a little better. She's not as clunky. But she lands, lands out of the hive onto the branch next to you. And you can see she's got, like, several eyes 
like per eye socket, you know, and she just kind of looks at you and buzzes. Good morning. Um, (laughs) (laughs) Um, so, uh, thank you for, uh, giving me this chance to talk to you. Um, so real quick, I, I'm just wondering, can I, can we borrow some beeswax? She continues to buzz. Um, I don't understand. I say there. She uh, kind of looks you up and down, and then moves closer to you, where she's like right in front of you, just kind of low buzzing. And uh, she kind of six feet, please. (laughs) 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 Uh, But yeah, she uh, she goes like like her left wing has some honey still right on the tip. And she kind of motions herself and folds her wing in just enough where it's right within your reach. And she looks at the honey and then looks at you and buzzes. Big Boots can understand animals, right? Small woodland animals. <laughs> I don't know about bees the size of chairs. I, I, I mean, technically they are. They're just supersized. I'm sure they speak the same language. I, I have my, my spider bro in my pocket still. Uh, based off of Magnus limited uh, info, he's still going to give it a go. Hey, big boats. Y- y- yeah. What's she saying? I, how, how, he's pretty far up, right? Mm-hmm. It just sounds like, ah! um, I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm going to hop on Moxie and fly on up. If anyone wants to come with, I think he needs help. <laughs> One sec, I'm, I'm retrieving a translator. <laughs> Say, uh, it starts to buzz. As soon as you raise your voice, the buzzing uh, gets louder. Proceed with caution! Yes, as you guys go to fly up, um, the buzz you can hear the buzzing's getting louder. Um, as the queen bee, you know, she's still got like a little bit of honey left on her wing that she is kind of motioning towards you. Uh, Magna. You can see her gaze kind of look back from the, the honey to you to the honey to you. Um, do you want me to have some of the honey? Say she, uh, she doesn't really respond. She just kind of buzzes, continues buzzing while the other, you know, 18 bees are like kind of just hovering around waiting for something to happen, like to know if they need to jump into action or not. Magna, I don't know what's going on, but read the room, bro. Uh, Magnus kind of like pointing at the honey, then pointing at himself, pointing at the honey, pointing at himself. She lets out another buzz. Magna like does like with his finger, like scoops, does like the poke scoop of the honey mm-hmm. and then like eats it. Totally. Yeah. The second you eat it, all this buzzing starts to turn into like language that you can understand where it's like, oh, who is he? Stranger, is he an intruder? Is he going to attack the queen? What's happening? You know, do, do we need to get our stingers ready? I don't want to get my stinger ready. I got a wife and kids at home, but our home is no. right up there. You know, like, no, just like no this, need for that. it's like a flurry of voices kind of all around different states of panic. As soon as you respond, uh, they all grow silent. And they're like, <gasps> he can hear us. Was the honey good? It was really good. Yeah, it's fresh. I mean, about as fresh oh. as you can get. The, the queen bee looks at you and says, mm, Yes, there you go. Now you can understand this. Mm, quite. <laughs> Indubitably. <laughs> or, oh, well, that was... All right. 
Hey, big that. boots, don't worry about it. It's all under control. I, I didn't know any other way to get you to be able to contact us. We don't speak your virile language. And you, of course, are not one of us, so this is the only way it's in. Without the use of uh, some sort of implement. Fair, greetings. that is fair. Hello. I am Hello. the Queen Bee. It is nice to meet you. And she ah, kind of yes. raises up one of her hands for you to, like, kiss it. <laughs> Magna doesn't quite get this, so he just, like, kind of grabs it and shakes it. Like, ah, oh, yes, nice <laughs> to meet you. <laughs> how, how quaint. Yes. <laughs> All right. So I, I, I am here meaning no harm whatsoever to hmm. uh, any of you, especially anybody who doesn't want to lose their uh, butt needles. Um, so stingers, that's the word I was looking for. Anyways, we need, um, some, uh, beeswax. Do you have any you're willing to spare? It's beeswax, you say. What do you need this for? Mm? <laughs> I love this voice so much, Ben. <laughs> <laughs> I love it so much. <laughs> well, um... Long story short, we're kind of using it as like uh, something to like stuff in our ears so that we don't hear things if we run into a situation where potentially, I don't know, uh, let's hypothetically, if there's like a spell that may or may not have been casted on somebody that is activated by uh, command, maybe you want to use it for said person to cover their ears so it doesn't activate. I understand completely. You have a wife at home. She's a boar. She tells you to do things and you wish to put earwax in your ear to avoid her commands. Yes. This yes, yes. That, that is exactly what it is. You have enough for five people. Five people? That is ten sets of ears, yes. Um, I believe I do. A moment. And she, like, wiggles her bee butt up the up into the beehive and you hear a little bit of scraping and buzzing coming from the inside wiggles um, her behind come on Ben <laughs> you're dropping the ball here <laughs> but yeah eventually she, she comes back out and she's got like probably about like a pint of beeswax like stuck to her wings and she kind of lands on the um, the branch with like a dull thud you know because it makes her considerably heavier and uh, she says, will this do, young man? Yes, yes, yes. Thank you. Thank you very much, my queen. Yes. Next time, just uh, eat the honey and we shall converse easily. Hmm? Yes. Yes, I, I will remember that next time. It's very good. Uh, my name is Queen Bee. It has been a pleasure making your acquaintance. My name once is again, Magna. she raises her hand. And Magna shakes her claw hand again. Hmm. I will never understand you mortals. Hmm. <laughs> you mortals. That's, that's fair. Yeah, with that, she uh, she says, well, boys, false alarm. I do not require protection today. And they all start buzzing kind of happily, you know, you can tell there's a difference in tone. Um, so Big Boots, Theron, Kalanon, and Princess Eldora, as you guys are flying up, you just hear Magna start to like buzz and buzz. And then the bee's like, and he's like, Oh, wow. It looks like Magnus finally picked up on some buzzwords. <laughs> oh, shit. That's good. I love that. 
waiting so long for that one. But yeah, you can see the, the queen bee climb back up into the hive, scurry around a bit, and then come back down with uh, some beeswax. Definitely enough to fill your ears many times over. I think I got enough, guys. What do you say? Got us some beeswax. Okay. So you didn't need us. Look, I didn't quite understand what she was talking about, like, or what she wanted me to do. She was like... Were you talking to bugs? I ended up talking to bugs, yes. Oh, all right. Now you know what it's like. Come on on. Come on on. <laughs> I don't know how this, how I should really feel about it. At the moment, it was like, oh, this is cool. Now I, I feel slightly violated. Are you talking to bugs? <laughs> talking to bugs is cool, bro. The spider was good, though. Spider bro. Spider bro. I look, I'm talking to spider bro in my, my pocket. Spider bro pops his head up. He's like, hey, yo, I'm trying to be a web designer here. What you want? <laughs> yeah, big bootsy, huh? Magna says weird talking to bugs. Is it weird talking to bugs? Hey, it's only weird if you make it weird. Yeah, I'm saying you're picking up what I'm throwing down. You smell what I'm stepping in. Hey, here's some beeswax. I'm going to walk away from you now. <laughs> hey, those are some big bees. Let's say we take a couple and, uh, you know, have ourselves a stir fry. <laughs> <laughs> I just avoided us from being attacked by a swarm of bees because I asked nicely and didn't put any of them to sleep. Let's not. You lack the ability to do so. I do lack the ability to do so. <laughs> Alright. We, we get the we get the beeswax and we're gonna we head back over to Fairy. It's the yellow sun. Yellow sun, yeah. He um he looks at he just kinda like takes a dab of the beeswax and like mushes it around in his fingers and he says, Yes, this will definitely do the trick. And he um takes a little more and puts it in his ears and he says, Try saying something. Uh Yabba dabba do. I can't hear you at all. It gives you like a little thumbs up. Alright, cool, bro. Um now give me your blood. Oh yes, about that. I, I shall need to contact the others. If I give you half of my blood, I I I, I motion die. to him to I motion to him to take out the beeswax. <laughs> oh yes, yes, and he scrapes it out with his little clawed fingers. Um he's yes, uh, about that. Um you see, I only have 16 ounces of blood in, in me. Let me contact the others. They'll be back. I, I can probably persuade them. A moment. And he flies off into the woods. Maybe like 10 minutes later, you hear the flutter of wings as they fly back. Uh, the four others that were there before. He says, allow me to introduce them. This here is Blue Moon. We have uh, Green Grass, Purple Flower, and Orange Dawn. I've explained to them the situation. And as long as you're here to stop Ruby Finn, we're on board. Uh, Blue Moon, I love your ale. It's one of my favorites. Just, oh, you've heard of it? That's just wonderful. Yeah, yeah, I love Blue Moon. It's one of my favorite ales. Um, yeah, we're here to get your blood, and we'll go from there. Yes, now how much did you need? All of it. I mean, eight ounces. <laughs> you squeeze them dry, <laughs> like an orange bulb. <laughs> he says, uh, yes, well, since I did the legwork, or the wing work of getting them here... How about uh, we do two, two, and two, and two? And the other four are just like shrug, and they're like, yeah, all right, that's fine. It's a little, little bit from everybody. So they go to um, take like a little, uh, looks like uh, a letter opener, but for them, it's like a sword, you know? <laughs> and uh, they go to cut their hand, and then they kind of bring it over and squeeze their, their fist into, you know, the blood coming from their fist into the vial. 
until it fills up all the way. Eight ounces. Yeah. The little cork stopper goes right in. And you got what you need. The blood is kind of a, a pale purple. Like, like kind of like a violet color. Yeah. Oh, okay, okay. How are you um, guys feeling? Oh, we've been better. Uh, and you see uh, green grass just kind of start to like, kind of swerve as he goes to fly. Y- you guys should eat some sugar. It's a good idea. I think that's what they do at blood banks. There's a bank for blood? Where I'm from, yes. And they'll shudder at the thought. All right, uh, so we got the vial we need. Without any violence. Uh, yeah. <laughs> uh, so, what's our plan? Are we gonna... Alright, let's do this in character. Uh, are we gonna fight this old witch, or are we just gonna try to play this cool? We're just gonna play this cool. We're gonna play this cool? Yeah, I'd say we, we, we should go as far as we can without having to throw, any, throw down. Yeah, I don't, I don't want to get turned into a newt. <laughs> <laughs> Turn me into a newt? I got, I got better. better. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, do we put the beeswax in before we go in, or? Yes. Yeah. I think we should just put it in now and then fly back with beeswax in our ears. What? <laughs> All right. <laughs> beeswax it up and fly on over. Heck yeah. Hey, everyone. What's up? It's Logan here with the announcements and plugs in the middle of the show like you know like we do all right so as you know we changed the name of our show to lost legends tales of thern uh for those who are unfamiliar thern is the name of our world uh we've only mentioned it a handful of times on the show but yes tales of thern is the name of the world we are occupying in this campaign so that's why it's called tales of thern socials have been switched over our patreon name has changed i am in the middle of redoing our merch store gonna have a couple of new designs with uh the dragon head and the giant d4 full of gold uh so those will be up soon don't go to the old merch store that's gonna be taken down real soon so there'll be a new one soon probably by the next episode also, speaking of episodes, this month we'll have three episodes in it. I'm releasing this one the second it's done, and then we'll then we'll be on our normal release schedule for the other two of the second and fourth Wednesday. Our socials have changed, like I mentioned just a second ago. They are Lost Legends, T-O-T, Lost Legends Tot. That is what we're going by now, Lost Legends Tot. Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter, Lost Legends Tot. You can get on to our Patreon. Uh, I'm thinking I'm going to start doing shout-outs soon, uh, just as another bonus for the Patreons, uh, just to, you know, show support. Thank you for supporting us, you know. Uh, Patreon.com slash Lost Sleep. Uh, again, that combines uh, the other show I do, uh, Sleep with the Light On, which is a paranormal and horror podcast. Uh, we just added the paranormal, so the new episodes going forward will have paranormal episodes. So we just did some fun, spooky stuff like a Kelly Hopkinsville Goblin Encounter. Uh, you can get a bunch of cool stuff if you're part of the Patreon. You get bonus episodes, you can play D&D with us, you can get Discord bonuses in our Discord and get special privileges in there. And going forward, we're going to have shout-outs. A couple other quick plugs here. want to give a shout-out to Ben's blog. You can find that at BeautyTheDungeonMaster at WordPress.com. It's a life blog where he talks about teaching, talks about his love of D&D, a bunch of cool stuff there, dad jokes. You can also find... Uh, our boy Sterling on Twitch. He's been cooking on Twitch and also just playing Overwatch or Dead by Daylight. 
find that at twitch.tv slash chaoticgoodmage. But that's it for today, guys. Again, thank you so much for sticking with us with the name change and everything. Oh, also, uh, I want to thank the Make Fun Network for having us on the network. You can find, out, you can find other great shows on the network, like This Rules, This Sucks, and, of course, the flagship show of Top 5 of Death, which Ben and I have both appeared on. But, yeah, check it out there. Join the Make Fun Network Facebook group. We did uh, our giveaway, which I will be announcing the winner in the group uh, within the next day or two. For those who didn't know, we're giving away a dice tower slash dice tray combo set and also a chance to be named, uh, have an NPC named after you in the game. So we'll have those announcements in the Facebook group here in the next day or two. But until next time, guys, stay sexy. All right. So, yeah, that gives you uh, deafness as a condition. Um, so you automatically fail perception checks that rely on hearing. Um, now, with a perception check, you could try and read lips. I'm going to say it's a DC 15 because it's a little more challenging to read lips and understand. So for so like to keep up the ruse, you know. Because the, the beeswax in your ear won't be noticeable to her unless she, like, goes out and physically looks for it, you know? So it's a pretty good cover. Matt Moxie flies you back over to the hut. There's still smoke rising from it, kind of giving it, like, a witch's hut here sign. Landing in the backyard, you can see uh, gurgle, gargle snot, the desiccated goblin corpse, um, packing up the lawn chairs, kind of folding up the bones and whatnot and carrying them inside to a shed. I gotta say, it's a good band name. Gurgle Snot, the Desecrated Goblin Corpse. (laughs) That's a good metal band name. Totally. (laughs) All right. Um, We we, we hop off. We're going to play this nonchalant and try to talk to old Thin thin Ruby. Ruby Thin? Uh, Ruby Finn. Ruby Finn with an F? Finn. Yep. Yeah, so, so you guys make it in the house. Um, you can tell he's trying to talk to you. Like, his little desiccated mouth is muttering something, and then he kind of turns around and leads you guys into the house through the back door. Um, as you head inside, you see uh, Ruby there. Looks like she's got a mortar and pestle, and she's getting some... She's got, like, this good paste in there. Mortar and pestle's probably about the size of, a, like, a bowl, you know? Like, you would have soup in, you know? Like, pretty large. And she's got this big pestle mashing something up mashing things together you see her throw a couple of spices in a couple of leaves she's doing the best that she can but you can tell they don't really quite congeal together it's just like a collection of things rather than a mixture you know okay and she she turns around and you see her start to mum uh, to mumble to, to speak rather uh can i have everybody roll perception 11 okay so magna you can't understand her 25 Hell yeah. Big Boots, you can read her lips, like, easily. Yeah. Hell yeah. Eight. Eight? All right. So, uh, Theron, you can't understand her? Twenty-four. Twenty-four. So, Big Boots and Kalanon are the only ones that can understand what she's saying here. Uh, you're able to read her lips. Uh, she says, oh, welcome back. Were you able to find the blood? Uh, yeah. Uh, we got, we got enough what we need. And, uh, here you go. She says, what's wrong with your voice? Uh, yeah. Um, what you got? Oh, so when you uh, spoke just off the hand, so you can't hear yourself speak. So you have no volume control on your own. So unless you make a calculated effort to control your own, I, I, I consider that considering I work in a factory and always wear earplugs. I'm used to it. So I guess big boots wouldn't be so big boots would be elevating his voice. I didn't take that into consideration, but, um, you know, I, 
Yeah, uh, we had to fight. I had to use Thunderclap and I lost my hearing. All of us lost our hearing for the most part. She says, oh, that's that's unfortunate. I'll have to heal that up in a moment. Come, come. And she kind of beckons you over with her hand. You know, she's the, the vial. That That's all that's needed. The vial will bring all these ingredients together into a potion. All right. I hand her the vial. You notice she only pours half of it in. The other half kind of sloshing around. She uh, sticks in her pocket. And just like she said, so as soon as all the these ingredients kind of roll around in, it's like they all kind of come together and squeeze together into a deep blue potion. And she uh, takes out four empty vials kind of ladles them into the vial and then pours the rest in. So you have uh, four vials of this polymorph potion. Okay. What are you going to do with the rest of that blood, cowboy? He says, well, I shall probably have to make more polymorph potion. Of course. Uh, you don't think I'm always this good looking, huh? And she winks at you. Okay. Because I've been around since, uh, yeah, for, for a while, I've been around since these trees were young. Ha! Okay. She gave us the potions? Yep. Yeah, she hands, up, hands the potions off to you. She pauses for a moment. Uh, I, I look to Theron and yell smoke bomb at the top of my lungs. We're just going to try to book it. <laughs> can I Can I tell what he, what he said? Roll perception. Okay. DC 15. <laughs> 16. All right. You can tell he mouthed the word smoke bomb. All right, I'm going to go ahead and cast Fog Cloud. All right, as you cast it, uh, this green fog just like, poof, like a smoke grenade, you know, throughout the entire house. Um, Big Boots and yells, Big Boots. cheese it, cheese it, try to get the hell out of there. Would would would, would oh, we God, know? They don't know what would, we said. Would, would <laughs> Kalanon and I would know, know at all? With, like, Cal- Kalanon had, Kalanon, you had such a high check earlier. That you'd be able to hear it, yeah. Um, And then Theron, uh, Theron and Magna, I want you guys to roll perception on it. Oh, on the Cheez-It? Right, because now there's fog and you can't read the lips. (laughs) Uh, 13. 13, okay. Nine. Nine, so neither of you guys hear the order. It's just like this (laughs) fog appears out of nowhere, seemingly. Well, I mean, I I made the fog, so I know where the fog's from. Through the power of deduction, I would hope Magna knows that when that happens, usually I'm yelling smoke bomb and running. <laughs> this is only the 13th yeah. time this has happened. Yeah, well, that's true. Yeah, I guess you guys would know the drill. You wouldn't necessarily see him say cheese it, but you'd be like, oh, shit, this is the moment where we cheese it. <laughs> oh, 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 yeah, right. All right. So as you guys book it, are you heading to the backyard or the front yard? The closest door. All right. So, yeah, that'd be the back door where Moxie was at. So as you go to board Moxie, she takes off and then she just like runs into an invisible force field like a doink and kind of starts to shake a little bit and then goes again. Doink. Okay. Uh, we're in an invisible cage, probably. Yes. Does anyone know uh, counterspell or dissipate magic or dispel no, magic? I know dispel magic. Okay. What if I hit it really um, Counterspell is actually a arcane. Well, it's a reaction, I guess. Yeah. It's a yeah, bonus. Act, yeah. Are you just giving me the opportunity to, to cast it then? Right. So the situation is that she is going to come after you. So you either cast it and escape, try and escape or you stay and fight her. Yes. So uh, dispel magic is what it would take to, to get rid of this if you're choosing to try and escape. 
Uh, I will cast Dispel Magic. It's going to be a uh, free spell fourth or higher on the target. Make an ability check using your spellcasting modifier. Okay. And it's 10 plus the spell's level, correct? Is the DC. Yeah, so that would be for the spell that was cast, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, so we'll say it's a DC 16. Oh, that's a natural 20. Okay, yeah. So you just, this white light emanates from your hand, and you can see um, it illuminates, and you can see this bubble kind of surrounding like a front yard, backyard area, and you're able to pop it. And this third time, Moxie just scoots right on through about as fast as she can go. I mean, you guys take off, you hear it shouting, screaming, coming from the house, but it slowly becomes like a dull, a dull murmur in the distance. Uh, we heading back to Omorukatal? Yeah, sure. As you head back, you know, Moxie kind of sputters out right at the entrance, so you have to kind of walk the rest of the way as you reach the the road that sinks down and takes you to the castle, or the fortress, rather. Yeah, I mean, you're able to get there by sunset. On the way there, I want to talk to the princess. Um, what do you know about, what's your friend's name that's captured again? Says, uh, name is Doran. Doran. She's only how, 17. How long have you, uh, how long has she been a part of the Assassin's Guild? She says, well, um, Doran joined up four years ago when she was 13. A group of, um, bandits came and, you know, destroyed her family's homestead. And so we took her under our wing and, uh, trained her to become a sparrow. She is the youngest of us and also the, uh, the, I don't want to say least initiated because she's been in it for like years, you know, four years, but like, she has, she's the one with the least amount of training. If we get there and the unthinkable has already happened, what is your plan? She says that, that I, um, you can see her grow like really serious, kind of somber. She says, well, I, I, I don't know what I'll do then, but I need to believe, I need to believe that we can rescue her. Of course. We'll get there soon. It was very good. Uh, you, you'd also see her still kind of kind of sad, kind of like morose, kind of reflecting on how the whole situation turns out. She says, what do you think will become of the Fae? Uh, I think I th- uh, they know of the poison coming. They said they'll have to go somewhere else. I, I trust that they'll go somewhere else. It's not necessarily our fight right now, I don't think. Because I'm sure that uh, that which would have been a difficult fight, of course. Yes. Can't can't win every battle. Can't save everyone. Uh, we're not Superman. We're the Dirty Water Boys. Trademark. LLC. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. She, it just, it kind of sits poor with her, you know? She's like, she always tries to do her part. That's the reason she became, the, she took the mantle of the Crimson Snipe in the first place, is to protect people, you know? And it's like, with her, it's like, there's like people we couldn't protect, like, just kind of weighs on her conscience, you know? Fair enough. Um, I, your friend's safety, to me, is more important right now. We can always come back. She gives you, like, a weak smile. She's like, I, I hope so. That's my genuine wish. I, like, just kind of tap her on the shoulder, like, yeah, man, we got this. Because Big Boost doesn't know what to do. <laughs> Eventually, you guys do make it to the Omorukatal. Um, they have prepared a, a defense, air quotes. Um, each of them is armed with like a, a humorous spear. Um, I think humorous is the leg bone, right? The really thick one. Yeah. Femur. Or is that in your arm? It's in your arm. Okay. The femur is the femur. really long one. In your That's leg. the one. Yep. 
Yep. Uh, so it's like a like a femur bone with like a spearhead kind of grafted onto it. And they they pretty much mobilized. So they're like, tell us what to do, bosses. You know, whatever you say, we'll follow you to death. Oh, big boots, my big boots. <laughs> uh, so here's the plan, gang. Uh, gather everyone up. Very good. And they call out in their goblin language and all, you know, 500, four to 500 goblins show up kind of in this great meeting hall where you guys fought the dragon earlier uh, on your first trip here. They got busy. It was like 120 before. Right. Yeah. They uh, they they need a new hobby. Apparently, <laughs> <laughs> They're rabbits, apparently. <laughs> um, hey, uh, you want to hit me with some th- thaumaturgy, someone? Uh, sure. Your resident thaumaturgy dispenser right here hitting you yeah. live. In three, two, one. Thaumaturgy. <laughs> totally. All right, All goblin, right, my, my goblin boys, boys, my dirty goblin boys. boys. Uh, what I'm about, about to ask of you is not, I ask, not something I ask lightly. It's an easy, it's not an easy task. We are going to go to the Golden Empire, the capital. We need to save a comrade. If things turn bad, we're going to need you to help us A, safely get out, or B, sack the city. Hopefully not be. You, you see, uh, there's a couple of murmurs, and then one of them raises their hand. Yes, yes you, you, Thunder, thunder Snot. <laughs> Who's Conrad? Uh, a, a, a assassin, assassin sparrow, sparrow, a member of the Dirty Water Clan, Clan also. And their, their name is Conrad? No, their name, name is Dorian? Dorian? Dorn? I don't remember. I'm bad with names. Doran, yeah. So Doran. Just D- D-O-R-A-N. He says, what kind of name is Doran? Do we even want to save her? It is it a is simple, simple name. name. I, I am not, not one to, to see, the see the value of someone based off their name, name. and neither should, should you. you. Thunder, Thunder Spunk, spunk whatever your name was. <laughs> Thunder Spunk. <laughs> Thunder Spunk and the lightning strikes. See, another one raises their hand. Yes, yes you, Garth, Garth Brooks. Brooks. <laughs> he says, well, I may be just a simple goblin. <laughs> <laughs> no, he uh, he's like, so when you say sack the city, where will we find a bag that large? Surely right. we couldn't fit the whole thing into a sack. We'd have to carry it off piece by piece. What are you thinking, Omarukato? You, you, you raise an excellent, excellent point. point. Uh, uh, by, by sack, sack I, mean I mean invade the city, the city and... Uh, I don't, don't want to say kill, kill but, but if, if it, it comes, comes to it, you would any guardsmen and army that get in your way. Innocent well, people, people you leave alone. Remember, remember, remember the term innocent people? people? Remember that from like, like episode, episode eight, eight or whatever? It rings a bell. Yeah. Innocent people are ones without weapons, right? Without, without weapons, weapons, women and children. children. How do we know the children apart? They're the, They're size, the size of us. Of us. There's a little bit of murmuring, you know. Um, Another one raises their hand. Yes, Yes, you, Mariah Mariah Carey. Are we allowed to steal things when we're invading? Yeah, hell yeah, bro. I don't give a fuck. At that, there's like an audible cheer in the goblin language. They're like, fuck yeah. But you guys are back up. This is a mission that could get a lot of you killed. I don't want that. So you are only to attack if I say so, or if you see the signal. What is the signal? You'll know it when you see it. 
Oh God! <laughs> <laughs> Just leave him with no signal. Be like, oh, a bird flew by. Yeah, that, that was, was the signal. signal. <laughs> uh, uh, if you, you hear, hear my, my voice, voice with, with, with as it is, is now booming, booming say, say Goblin, Goblin Boys, Boys attack. attack. That's, That's the signal. signal. Was that just the signal? Did we just miss it? Uh, no, no, no. In future circumstances. Not right now. Oh, okay. When we're outside of the city. Yes, yes, when we're outside of the city. If you hear me say that, then that's the signal. Very good. One final uh, question. Yes. This sparrow that we're going to rescue? Mm-hmm. Does she... Will she have food available? Should we pack? What what is the duration of this mission? Would you say? Uh, bring, uh, bring some, some food, food for a couple of days, for, days for, sure. for sure. At that, their questions are satisfied. Yeah, and I, I finger gun all of them. They they instinctively finger like a whole room of goblins finger guns back. All five hundred. Yeah. <laughs> Hell yeah, that's a sight to behold. Uh, we make our way out. What, how long? What's what's it? A couple of days from there to the capital. Yeah, it's about. Uh, like five days. So you'd be cutting, cutting it kind of close with the scheduled execution. You'd only have about a day, like a day, maybe two days. If you guys, uh, you know, get the let out kind of thing. Okay. Especially with these goblins in tow, that's going to take a little bit longer, uh, than it normally would. Now, let me ask, um, kind of just out of game. Uh, so, in King Cory's hold, you guys found those two rings, uh, one from the Oracle and one that was given to the guard, that allows you to read any language. Um, who has those two rings? I have. I thought, the, I thought uh, Theron had Oracle. one. Did he? I Say it again. I don't remember writing one down. Ring of the former Oracle. So Callie has one. I think Theron has the other. We'll just say Theron has the other. That sounds good. But yeah. So with you guys with the ring on, you're able to see that there are different um, like banners and things kind of labeled around this abandoned like dwarven fortress in the mountains here. So one of them says there's like a barracks section. There's like an alchemical section. Uh, this is like the throne room. And you can see like the old go- uh, the old dwarven clan that used to live here. It was the uh, the thunder shields. Um, kind of their, their banner is like torn and frayed. But you can still make out in like old dwarven, like the thunder shield clan, you know. We're still at the Omarukatal. This is the old dwarven yep. structure. Oh, okay. Yep. That uh, they killed all the dwarves and then kind of moved in. Good for them. There's, there's some there's some dwarves that used to live here. They uh, say um, Nick Junior Junior comes up and says, "Yes, they uh, they they used to live here before we showed up. See, we we made our own deal with uh, Ruby Finn back many many moons ago. We were displaced and looking for a place to live, and she told us of this fortress in exchange for a servant. So we gave them our old leader Gurglesnot to act as her second. Oh, hey, we uh we met him. Uh." Was Gurglesnot alive or dead when you handed him over? Uh, he was mostly dead. He'd have been less dead if he didn't fight back. Can't argue with that. <laughs> Sound logic. He says, now there, there were a couple of things that uh, were left behind here. Uh, they may be useful on this journey. I don't know. We, we haven't really messed with them. We, we didn't want to touch them. Get their dwarven filth on our hands. Our clean... Our pristine goblin hands. Here, here. As you look up, he's got like bits of skin like in his fingernail and there's like blood and stuff. Yes. And like a booger on one of his fingers, you know. And uh, and what were those? 
as well. well. I remember one of them being uh, a couple of potions. Here. And he kind of like um, steps off the, the podium or hops off the podium and says, I, I can show you if you'd like. Absolutely. Please lead the way. Say So um, as he leads you back kind of down one of the, the caverns, you can see a uh, like a moldy door, you know, that looks like it was probably probably like the last stand of resistance here against the goblins. Um, as you make your way inside, there are some go- um, some goblin skeletons lying on the floor, some dwarf skeletons, and uh, I need everybody to roll Arcana. Eleven? Or I guess if, if you have Identify as a spell, that would also work. Sixteen. Twelve. Thirteen. Yeah, so Big yeah. Boots, we'll, we'll say you're the only one that really recognizes this pattern on the floor. So this is uh, looks to be some sort of panic room. Um, kind of a spot like where they could keep all, all their their treasures like the treasures that they really want to you know like make sure that they don't lose in case of an attack because it's pretty deep in the mountain here and uh, on the floor kind of embroidered in is like this pattern that looks like some kind of dwarven spell work kind of like a like a beam me up scotty kind of spell like where you need someone to activate it and then it's like boom they could zip you right somewhere else like the bifrost yeah yeah exactly yeah it's like the bifrost Okay. Um, and it's actually like in the floor tiles, like is the, the pattern. Hmm. Um, I point that out to the rest of the Dirty Water Boys. Uh, you guys see any translation need to be translated here? This looks interesting. Can we uh, read I'll attempt it to read it. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah. So, um, you know, without saying the word Bifrost, it is the Bifrost, you know, like the, uh, the last uh, vestiges of the dwarves that lived here you can tell definitely escaped to this place and then use that to beam out what was left of their dwarven clan. But they did leave some things behind. Uh, There are several spell scrolls that have kind of been lost in the shuffle. Uh, Their magical energies made it so like they don't rot or anything. So you can still read that. And then there is, uh, well, let me grab my DM's guide real quick. Um, So we're going to roll for some random magic items. See what comes up. Is there any way to tell where they transported to by chance? Not on this end. Okay. No, um, with your, your Arcana roll, you would know that, um, and really with their translation as well, there are several places that are all kind of interconnected that they could beam to. Um, this okay. being like one of the... It's like a Stargate. Exactly. All the all the references to sci-fi I can make are here. <laughs> uh, also, since you just recently watched Harry Potter, the Flu Network. I don't think I got that yeah. far. I know there's owls. There's a flying car. Okay, so we're going to roll for some potions and some scrolls. Go ahead and grab your percentile dice, gentlemen. Ooh. That's the one that has like 90, 30, 70, 50 on it, Joe. Uh, I need each of you to roll a D percentage. Now, if you get uh, zeros across the board, then it counts as 100. Um, Let's just do a quick recap so I can just kind of quick edit this because this was like 10 minutes of us just flipping pages and stuff. Yeah. So we went into a room, we got a uh, listener, I did a quick edit here, we each got some magical stuff, each of us will say what we got. I'll start off first, I got a level 2 spell scroll, so I can use uh, any level 2 spell off the bard list that I want with a scroll. I also got a potion of clairvoyance, and I got a trident of fish command, means I can dominate fish creatures, I have a 3 charge to use it with, and it's also a plus 1 of my other trident. Uh, I got uh, ketome's ointment. A plus one shield and a feather whip token. All right, uh, Theron. I've got a love potion and I got a folding boat 
which can turn into a boat, a ship, or a 12 by 6 by 6 box that I can store stuff in, like my brand new fancy hat of disguise that I can use to disguise myself to look like, I'm assuming, anything about my size, like any race kind of deal. So that's pretty cool. I can make myself look like a really tall gnome. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) Bigger boots. (laughs) (laughs) All right. So I've got dust of sneezing and choking, uh, potion of uh, invulnerability, and the cloak of elven kind for magma. Heck heck yeah. Everything else has been kind of whisked away by the dwarves in their escape. Yeah. So, listener, we did roll uh, percentage tokens. Those were all random. And yeah, it was really cool that I got a fucking trident. Hell yeah. 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 He had a one in 50 chance because that was like 55 and 56 on the table. Mm, I rolled a 56. Heck yeah. Beautiful. Um, well, with that, let's see. Logan, you had, or Big Boots, you had the uh, bomb arcana roll earlier. So, one thing that you'd be able to notice so, like, this network of bifrosts, essentially, where they can beam out, um, as you kind of look at the floor and the mosaic closer, Uh, you can see that kind of like you're up close looking at it, but if you were to zoom out, so to speak, uh, then you'd be able to kind of see what the, the rune is all put together. Okay. What does it look like all put together? So it looks like a, uh, a shield, um, that has two swords crossed behind it. And then it's kind of encircled by like this kind of squiggly lion, you know, kind of the, the dwarf clan, like I, their, their MO. Does it um, look familiar to me at all? Well, uh, kind of. See, the thing is, um, knowing what you know about this, uh, you'd know that um, all you have to do is recreate that particular design, and then you've created a new, what's the word, a new portal location that you can go back and forth to. Like a fast travel. Exactly. Yeah, so if you were to, um, (laughs) say draw that on the floor somewhere and say the command word, then a whole lot of goblins could just pop in there. Uh, That is awesome. So I draw that symbol in some room, say the command, and whoever is in this room will be teleported to that location. Exactly. Does it also work the other way back? It does. Yep. What's the command word? Command word is Omo Rukatal. Fantastic. Okay. What if we had it, like, as a tattoo? Could we just have, like, a goblin pop out of our chest? (laughs) Yeah. No. um, That'd be way too awesome. And kind of disturbing to watch. (laughs) Um, (laughs) uh, Yeah. So, so it it has to be on the ground somewhere. Yeah. Where you make that symbol, that that deal on the ground, and then kind of you slap the ground. Say the command word, Omorukatal, and then whoever is in there pops back and forth. Now, it is a two-way street, though, so if you're within the circle, when you do that, you pop back to wherever they came from. Okay. Um, hey, guys, I think I found our, uh, our, our back door in. Okay, and we can all do that. It's not just like a big boots thing. Yep. Yeah, it's... Uh, cool. You know, it's whoever... Well, I, I will say you have to have some kind of magical ability, um, but it's kind of... 
class agnostic. As long as you can have you have magic of some sort, whether it's bardic or clerical or necromantic or whatever, uh, then all you got to know is the command word and what to put on the floor, and then baba booey, baba booey. <laughs> well, good thing none of us are just like I don't know regular old fighters. Yeah. Right. <laughs> cool. I'm, that's pretty dope. All right. Um, I explained that all to these boys here in the room. Um, I'm assuming we're going to try to come up with some sort of... So we don't have to take the goblins with us to the town. Just have... Right, that- I'll just explain to them, alright guys, the signal is you're going to wait in this room, and if you somehow somehow are in another room, that's when you attack. They're like, you got it, sir. You know, with that, uh, those magic items and magical knowledge in tow, uh, you guys make it, you know, traveling down the, the common road uh, traveling down to Indiglis. Eventually, you cross the border into the Golden Empire, and you can see a site. It's, it's you know, normally you would see, like, farmers with their children. You would say, you know, highwaymen. highwaymen. Um, it, it's almost like everyone's gone. Um, like, all these normal jobs. There's no men left. There's women and children are all that you can see. Um, kind of indicating that, like, every able-bodied man has been conscripted into the army um, to fight the coming war. It was kind of a, a sad, morose kind of deal. Like, you know, families are missing their fathers, missing their brothers, missing their uncles, their grandparents, you know. Um, anyone that was deemed fit enough to fight. As you approach the uh, the city of Indiglis, you can see a huge camp surrounding the town. Uh, or surrounding the capital, rather. I mean, you see, like, the golden walls off in the distance gleaming in the sun. You see the castle where the royalty lives. Um, and there's easily, like, 250,000 people marshaled around the capital here like a huge army getting ready for a fight um you can see that in some places they're fitting armor other places there's training going on uh there's like a small battleground you know where people use like dull swords and dull uh, arrows to practice their skills you can see groups of tens of thousands of men marching i mean the whole place is like hyper militaristic almost in a feverish way you know that's the the scene that you come upon so downing those polymorph potions big boots you take the visage of an elf, so you seem to grow in stature, get a little more tall and lean. Magna, you take the visage of a dwarf, so your beard kind of seems to grow out like Santa Claus, Tim Allen style. Uh, you kind of get more short and plucky and stout, you know. You kind of widen a bit and get a, t- a wider stance. Does your um, voice change? Yes, your voice also changes, yeah. Theron... You take the uh, visage of a halfling, so you immediately, like, shoot straight down, and your voice kind of changes to, like, a little button. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) And, uh, Kalanon, you take the visage of a tiefling, so immediately horns begin sprouting out of your head as your skin starts to turn kind of an ashy gray. Um, And your eyes, you know, the party would notice that, like, your eyes kind of light up like an infernal red. Nice. Hey, I speak infernal. Oh, I do declare, Kalanon, you uh quite changed quite a bit there. How do we know the <laughs> potions worked? <laughs> I can speak infernal. <laughs> <laughs> then Eldora dons her disguise as well. And she says, Come, Doran awaits. Let us go save my friend. We'll save the sparrow. And she uh, nods, kind of looking at all you guys. Kalanon, she gives you this long look. Kind of a, a hopeful, like a, we're here, we got this, you know? And then she turns on her heel and leads you guys between the rows of tens of thousands of soldiers into the Golden City. 
Now, I will say, um, any disease except for lycanthropy and vampirism, those two are like supernatural diseases that, yeah, they, there is no cure for that in this world. Um, kind of a, like a, like a magical herpes, <laughs> except you kill people in both instances.